you know, 30 feet with a six iron's a good shot. Mm. You know, it's okay to make a bogey. It's, it's okay to, you know, this is a par hole and par is a good score there. So we work a lot on our guys just to kind of accept where they are with their games and accept their role and accept their plan and accept every shot and every round that they play. Um, as long as they give 100% effort and they have good positive mental thoughts, then, I mean, that's all you can do. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Mental Golf Show. I'm your host, Josh Nichols, and on today's episode, I virtually sit down on my internet chair and have a conversation with Coach Nick Kleinard the head coach of the Auburn men's golf team. If you want to read through Coach Kleinert's bio, you better get a cup of coffee, find a nice comfortable spot on the couch, and block off some serious time because his experience is extensive. Coach Kleinert is in his 11th season as Auburn's head coach and his 19th season overall as a head coach. His teams have had 44 wins. He has had 31 players win individually, He has made it to NCAAs eight straight times, and I did some math on this one. At Auburn, his record is 1,269, 390, and 27. That means they have beat 75% of the teams they've played against, and in the SEC, that is some serious coaching. But enough of this intro, I'm going to let Coach Kleinert speak for himself Heads up, if you're driving, don't let his calm, cool, collected demeanor lull you to sleep. Stay focused and listen to some awesome wisdom from Coach Nick Kleinard. Enjoy. You know, I just want to have kind of a conversation about you, your expertise and your history and how you coach and how you best help players um, Mm -hmm. through good and bad times. And obviously you got a long list of accomplishments. um, So I, uh, your opinion is highly valued by me. (laughs) Wow. I appreciate it. No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I guess you could just, uh, you know, kind of introduce yourself and your history and how you got into coaching and what you've been up to recently. Yeah, uh, my name is Nick Kleinard, and I'm the head men's golf coach at Auburn University. And uh, I've been coaching now. I've been a head coach now for my 19th year. I started out at University of Central Florida, uh, UCF, down in Orlando. Um, I was hired as a head coach there in 2001. Um, I was very lucky and blessed to be able to go straight in from playing to uh, being a head coach. Um, I played college golf at uh, Wake Forest University, and Played for professionally for about four and a half years and um, taught golf uh, in between that as well. And worked in the golf shop and um, kind of figured out, trying to figure out what I wanted to do if I didn't play pro golf. And then uh, lucky enough, uh, Steve Sloan was the athletic director at UCF at the time and, and um, knew my family from his football coaching days. My brother played college football and lucky enough to uh, sit down with him and get hired. Um, and then I guess the rest is history, they could say. <laughs> so here we are in two, you know, end of 2019 and uh, very blessed to be at Auburn University, a fantastic university and, and uh, academically and athletically in the, in, the, in, the, uh, in the best conference in the country. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, just briefly skimming through your bio, it would it'd probably take me a few hours just to read through the whole thing. But um, I, uh, 
I, I noticed you guys obviously been a great team for, you know, pretty much the whole time you've been there. And I, I just wonder, um, you know, what kind of, you know, kind of role you have, obviously at the highest level like that in that kind of conference, the, the players come in, they're already great, you know, really good players. So how do you, how do you start coaching a player that's already good? And then how do you take them from day one to last day on their last in their senior year? You know, how do you coach Mm -hmm. them? What's your role? Well, I mean, I like to look at, um, you know, my role is, is a lot of different hats. Um, we're, we're obviously mental coaches, you know, from a making sure that the, the culture is really good and, and they're very positive and, and, you know, we try to feed the positive and try to weed the negative. Um, and then obviously we like to coach. We like to go out and help guys kind of manage their game and figure out what their strengths are and their weaknesses are. And, you know, we do a lot of stat work um, trying to see where, you know, where do they, you know, where are they efficient and deficient as far as uh, statistically. Um, and then just obviously just a lot of time, we spend a lot of time with our guys just kind of one-on-one and making sure they know and uh, that we love them as coaches and we care about them. And it's not just all about shooting 67 and 68 <laughs> and golf. It's about life and trying to help them grow into Auburn men. Mm. And uh, when they graduate here, you know, they have a degree in one hand and, and hopefully a championship ring in the other. Mm. So have I know you guys have come really close to winning the uh, NCAA. Is it is it like a a tantalizing carrot on the end of a stick, or is it like you know I, we're just loving yeah. this process? You know, I, for me, I love the process. I mean, I think yeah. you know players come and go. Have, you know, it's a short period of life, and um, they take a lot of pride with that that brand. Um, you know, we really peach you know riding for that brand and competing for that brand and. Um, but we've been close. You know, we've had we played eight consecutive years in the national championship, mm. and um, you know we finished tenth and eleventh. We're talking about golf, such a funny game. You shot here, <laughs> shot there, and you know we made it to the final four um, a couple 2018, I guess it was. Uh, um, yeah. You know, we almost beat Oklahoma State that year. They went on to win the national championship, and um, you know it, it, it's. I just like the process. I, I don't think it's you know. It's not the end all of everything. Obviously, we, we are chasing national championships, and that's our ambitions. Um, and we're going to strive to do that on a daily basis, and, and that will never change from an expectation standpoint. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I think um, as long as we continue to grow uh, grow young people and hopefully you know they continue to get better in golf, and that's all we can really ask. Mm. So what do you – you know, as – like I – said in my email to you i'm i'm a mental coach or Mm -hmm. that's it's one of the hats that i wear uh in my life and so i'm interested in i'm always trying to get players to you know think less about results and more about process and you know college golfers are no different i was one myself you were one and Mm -hmm. we all and golfers of any age we're all interested in the low score and the, you know, hitting the perfect shot that we want to every time. So how do you, how do you coach a player Mm -hmm. to get their mind off of that? Or do you point them towards that sometimes? We know I'm like, you. I mean, we try to get away from outcomes. Um, We try to have a little more of a growth mindset and have more Mm -hmm. process oriented type goals and ambitions. Um, That's, that's, uh, it's hard for kids. Um, Mm -hmm. I know I've, 
as you mentioned, I played college golf, you played college golf, and it was hard for me. I was a very result oriented and that, that just kind of all that mattered. But I think the more I've coached and the more I've learned as a coach, I'm constantly learning. Um, you know, these kids need to be way more involved in just the process. They need to see the big picture. Um, they need to have that growth mindset where they're not worrying about the results. And they can't, you just can't live and die by every round every week. You know, especially if you want to play pro golf and you're playing 30 weeks a year, you know, you're, yeah. you're going to drive yourself crazy and you end up going to be miserable and not happy. And, you know, yeah. ultimately when you're 10, 11 years old, you start this game competitively. And it's because you love it and you have a high passion for it. And mm-hmm. we constantly make sure that, you know, our guys are still loving the game, have a high motor for it, high passion, and you know, just really try to get them to focus on the process and the big picture. And where do they see themselves over the next five to eight years in life and in golf? Yeah. So what would you say your ratio of, you know, coaching the physical game to mental coaching is, you know, um, just purely your day-to-day involvement with a player? You know, I'd say 10 years ago, it was probably 80% physical, Um, you know, and I'd say now just becoming a better coach and learning from other coaches across the country and people like yourself is, um, I'd say it's probably 75% mental, Mm. Um, just making sure that, you know, and sometimes it's not all about golf, you know, it's just about life and, and. There's guys you can push. There's guys you got to give them a hug and tell them you love them. And, um, (laughs) you know, and just making sure that that culture and that dynamic and that connectivity, you know, I think to see them, they can see us, that we care about them, not only as golfers, but as human beings. And they're going to play hard for us and we're going to work hard for them. Um, And I think that's ultimately kind of what we strive for. Right. Um, That's uh, that's an awesome, you know, holistic perspective of if, if we work on these, the, this, this, and this, even though as a, as a young athlete, it doesn't look like it's going to help. It seems like a waste of time, but, uh, little do you know, it feeds your golf and what you, what you work on in life can, you know, well-rounded help you in golf. I, I agree. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, ultimately, I mean, all the guys sitting in our, in our room are, are they have talent they have a certain skill set or they wouldn't be at Auburn or at the SEC level. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. However, I think character drives talent. And without hmm. character, I, I don't think you you have talent. So we're constantly just trying to, you know, make sure their lives are organized and, and disciplined. And, right. and I think that ultimately helps their golf. Um, they're going to continue to improve in golf if they have high character. Right. So to segue into, I guess, well, recruiting, um, I'm not interested in like pushing someone of uh, that I know. I, that's not that's not what I am interested in. I'm I'm interested in what you, from your perspective, what you look in at for a recruit. Uh, what you look at in a recruit, as far as you know that character that you're speaking about, is that a like? Do you have a number one priority, two, three, four, five priorities that you look at in recruiting? Uh, you know, we. I mean, yeah. gosh, I look at everything. Um, yeah, you know, adversity and just, you know, um, what their character's like, what's their integrity like. I mean, you look things, work ethic, passion, because ultimately, no matter what you do in life, if you, you got to have a high passion, you got to be pretty driven yeah. to be successful. And that's, I think that's in the business world or, or the golf world or whatever it may be. 
I mean, I know there's always exceptions to the rule. There's certain guys that may be just, you know, extremely uh, gifted. Um, but ultimately, I, I just, you know, I just think that no matter what kids do in life, if they have a high passion for it, then they're going to be successful. Hmm. And, and that's something I think that I think all coaches are kind of looking for guys that um, obviously represent their program, the university with, um, with high character and integrity, but also just guys that love the game. Hmm. So you you're in a good spot with, you know, an awesome tradition of high finishes. And um, so you you're just the brand of Auburn is going to attract awesome, awesome players and great players that are going to have great scoring averages. Mm -hmm. But to let's say you're talking to, a, you know, a low level D1 school or something like that, it's a lot harder for them to say. I'm more interested in the character of the person. A lot of them are, we need players that are good. I have good scoring average. <laughs> yeah, so, understood. you know, it's like, what, yeah. what would you say to a coach like that? As far as, um, mm -hmm. you know, their, you know, help them on their perspective. I don't know. Is there any help to that? kind? I of just think you got to find the right. I mean, I think every coach in the country, no matter what level they're at, they're just trying to find the right fits for their program. You know, the right mm. fits for their coaching style, kind of what they're looking for to, to represent their program, their university. And I think ultimately, if they get that, they're going to be coachable and um, they're going to mm. listen and, and do everything that you ask. And I, and I think ultimately, that's kind of what you're, you mm. strive to do and, and guys can improve that way. Right. So what would you tell a junior golfer, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior in, in high school mm -hmm. to, you know, if you... It, you know, you've got three years to mm -hmm. to get to that elite level. These are the things. These are the mental skills, physical skills. This is what you need to be doing in order to get to this level. I play a lot. Um, okay. I think yeah. get out there and play a lot, learn a lot, um, play with guys that are better than you, um, you know, take lessons, you know, I mean, do everything in your power to try to and try to improve. Hmm. Um, and then don't yeah. don't forget to take. The reason why I play this game is to have fun and enjoy it and and uh, and be really competitive. Like everything you do, be competitive. Um, hmm. It could be in the workouts. It could be in golf. It could be in the classroom. Just be competitive in everything you do. And I think ultimately that'll, that'll uh, help you continue to improve and, and get to the level that you want to play at. Yeah, that's, that's uh, just always challenging yourself, never mm – -hmm never wasting your time i mean you know you know it that's seems like you've got kids, three though. four years that's hard yeah. for kids i mean i think staying organized and, and you know just like our guys like we're always like hey listen just give me 90 minutes like we don't need to be out here <laughs> for six or eight hours like we don't <laughs> we just need to be focused because i think attention spans these days are different than they used to be mm. um <laughs> like a lot of that has to do with cell phones and social media and carrying a computer in your <laughs> pocket um <laughs> you know so just if we just be focused for you know, it could be 15 minute intervals or whatever it may be, but that way, you know, you don't feel like you have to be somewhere six or eight hours and you have a lot more, you know, balance in your life to, you know, academically, athletically, and socially. I think you can be yeah. good at all three of them. Um, yeah. You just got to, it was hard for me. You got to have, you got to have a lot of discipline. Um, yeah. And you got to be very organized and balanced. But I think, I think kids can do it. It's just a matter of, you know, this is a maturation process. I mean, young kids. Just, yeah. So do you, when a, when a freshman comes on, are you, mm -hmm. it, do you feel it, it's your role as like a, like fatherly role to, to help them mature or what, what are you kind of doing to, 
Yeah, help that. I, I think absolutely. I mean, I, we, yeah. we we do feel like we're in that kind of, we're not trying to replace mom and dad, but we're trying to be that father figure away from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a big part of what we do is part of that maturation process and trying to help kids grow up and understand discipline, understand organization. Uh, you know, obviously, we hopefully we're, we're batting a thousand recruiting character and integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think every kid matures at different rates. And, you know, it's our job to help them kind of uh, move that in a, in a positive direction and move it quickly. Yeah. So what would I won't keep you much longer, but um, no, you're fine. I got plenty yeah. Of OK, well, what would be what would you consider to be your least favorite part of coaching? Oh, gosh. Uh, paperwork. <laughs> we have so much paperwork with the NCAA yeah. now and compliance and everything mm. like that. Because, listen, at the end of the day, I, I, I do this because I like to coach. I like to help young people. Um, I think that's what all the coaches across the country love to do. And, mm. you know, I mean, we got some great coaches and some great programs right now out there. And it's, it's just fun to watch everybody compete. But I would definitely say paperwork for me. Um, I like to be with my guys. Um, that's yeah. what I enjoy the most. Yeah. And, um you know, I look forward to getting back at it in, in the spring. Yeah, so our, I guess you guys are wrapped up for the semester. Mm-hmm. We are. We're just doing workouts uh, okay. right now. I was in the gym watching the guys work out this morning, and mm. kind of our off-season workouts are, are pretty good. They're you know, mentally pretty challenging, trying to help them be more mobile and be a little faster and mm. a little bit stronger. Um, so we do those about four days a week right now. But, you know, pretty much a lot of times guys take time off this time of year. I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. They play yeah. all spring, all summer, all fall, and this is about the only break they get right now. <laughs> so are you still, you know, are you still, is it just workouts? That is that the only time that you're seeing them? Or are you still facilitating some practice? Or we, it, it depends a little bit on the kid. We do a little bit what they term skill instruction by the NCA. I guess their definition of we're limited on how many hours a week we can That's do right. that um, during the off season. But there's a couple of guys that, hey, they played from January through the end of the NCAA championship and they played all summer and all fall and, you know, they need to take yeah. a break. I think more yeah. than anything, mentally, just to get like, yeah. recharge that motor and that passion. Um, and then the guys that haven't played as much, because obviously, you mm-hmm. know, we don't travel the whole team. Um, we'll do a little bit more uh, type of skill instruction, stuff like that. Get out there and just kind of, you know, help them with their game management or maybe just sit. In, a lot of times we just sit down and talk. You know, mm. just to make sure everything's good in their life and uh, making sure they have a good plan as far as I'm a big plan guy, uh, mm. making sure they have a plan of where they're trying to go mentally and physically um, and then making sure they adhere to that plan and follow it and, and stay true to it. So I, I'm interested kind of selfishly and, you know, to speak to, you know, maybe the mom and dad that are listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Um, to, you know, how would you plan, you know, mental improvement you know what goals would you set and how would you plan to actually uh take that step-by-step improving well we do uh we do a lot of things um as a team we have a you know our guys wear a bracelet called it says no complaining rule or it says no Mm. complaining um we have a no complaining rule you know uh, it's not that we try to weed out all complaints we just feel that um we want them to have a complaint but we want them to have you know one or two problem solving solutions um, yeah. with those complaints. Um, I think young people, you know, can have a tendency just to complain, just to kind of have a voice. And as I always tell my guys that 80% of the people that hear you complain are glad that you have a problem. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're just trying to hey, teach them, Hey, it's okay to have a complaint in the business world too, just as long as you have solutions. Um, hmm. 
but we just make sure that they have a, a positive plan from a mentality standpoint of, you know, where their mindset is. And it could be strictly golf related where, hey, we got to do a little bit more, you know, getting involved with the process. We got to look at things as an opportunity. Um, we got to get more involved with our routine. And, you know, we get over a six footer. It's, it's just an opportunity to make a putt. It's an mm. opportunity to hit a, a good seven or close to the hole um, versus thinking about maybe what the negative may be. Um, so we just try to get our guys to, you know, talk to themselves instead of listen to themselves. Um, huh. I think it's easy when you're as a golfer. Um, we always have these little voices in our head, right? Like, oh, there's water, right? Or, you know, mm. there's this here and, you know, don't leave it short or whatever it may be. And, you know, I think, you know, the great athletes are able to talk to themselves instead of listen to themselves. So they're able to, you know, back away in that routine and say, hey, I've done this before. I can do this again. I'm a great player. I'm a great athlete. And they kind of, you know, hype themselves up a little bit from a positive standpoint mm -hmm. and um, then go into that routine and go into that shot. But there's a variety. I think every kid's a little bit different um, as far as their plan from a mentality standpoint. But, you know, just making sure that we have process-oriented goals and have a growth mindset and we're very positive and have a positive culture. And that's, that's ultimately what we're looking for. Mm. Yeah, and I've, I, uh, I like to think of college golf coaches as, I mean, it's like it's the best group of men and women in the country that most resemble mental coaches, even though their job title doesn't say so, because you're, you're, you're getting players that are lower skilled have been weeded out for the most part, especially at Auburn SEC. Mm -hmm. And so you're, you're just taking on a brain, like you're taking on uh, a mentality and, and a personality. You're not as much taking on a project of physical game. So you as a college coach it's like you're a mental coach i mean mm -hmm. for the most part yeah. so i i'm so interested in in you especially at the high level that you are of what you know do you have any like real uh you know tangible tactics like uh reviews you do after tournaments that kind of thing we do a lot of self-evaluation um mm. especially this time of year we really encourage our guys to do a lot of uh, self self-evals um mm. You know, a lot of times, you know, they, they have to take ownership. They have, you know, they're the CEO of their games. Um, and we sit down and talk to them, and, you know, where are they at, you know, mentally and physically. And, you know, what's our plan moving forward? And we try to sketch something out um, so they can continue to improve and, and embark down that road of success. Um, but mm. you're right. I mean, I think I look at ourselves as kind of life coaches, I think, um, yeah. across the country. And I think a lot of there's so many good coaches um, out there that are doing a wonderful job with, you know, teaching their young men and women to, to be successful, um, whether it be in golf or after college. Um, but I do think that we're definitely, uh, as you mentioned, uh, mental coaches, life coaches, and just trying to steer them in the right direction. But we have you know numerous things that we do, and it all depends on the different, because every kid's wired differently. Um, so in my opinion, we coach them a little bit differently. Um, and we try to make sure they have a plan and lay it all out for them. And then um, they can continue to follow that plan in the good times or the bad times. Mm -hmm. and just stay true to it and then if they do that then they have a chance to be successful right uh so what do you see as the biggest weakness mentally speaking in in a college player that you've you know over the last you know couple of decades what is the like most common weakness mentally that college players usually have well that's a great question um and i think it's I think it's changed probably a little bit over the last couple of decades. Um, mm. They have a lot more information now because of phones and social media. 
Um, I think, you know, there's quite a few guys that can be probably a little bit too caught up into trying to be perfect. Um, you know, where they had to be able to be a little bit more athletic, especially when you get kind of around the greens or on the putting green, Mm. really try to encourage them, you know, to be great athletes and be reactionary. Um, don't try to be perfect, but I think, I think ultimately the word acceptance, um, Mm. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard for a lot of young young guys. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it's just because it's maturity or just because it's such a result oriented world that we live in society. Um, you know, you, you turn on social media and and, and everything's perfect. Um, all the pictures are perfect, and, <laughs> and you know things of that nature. And I, I think that um, I, I think acceptance is hard for a lot of young people. Just accepting that, hey, you know, thirty feet with a six iron is a good shot. You know, like it's okay to make a bogey. It's it's okay to, you know, this is a par hole and par is a good score there. So we work a lot on our guys just to kind of accept where they are with their games and accept their role and accept their plan and accept every shot and every round that they play. Yeah. Um, as long as they give 100% effort and they have good positive mental thoughts, then, I mean, that's all you can do. All right. Well, that's awesome. I I got no problem ending on that note. I, I appreciate your time, Coach. I didn't want to take too much of your morning. Um, this is uh, it's been enlightening to me. I love hearing from the. Well, I hope the that best helps. That, it's not rocket yeah. science, right? Like it's. I mean, I, just, <laughs> I, mean, I just that's think right. It, it it's, it's really simple, not, but it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> simple but hard. It is, and and it's it, the un like non tangible part of it is probably the hardest of or the non measurable part. Um, that's what I. And always striving to do is find ways to measure improvement with the mental game. And, um, that's and that's hard, just, do you find that hard to do? I mean, of course I, yeah. uh, so we, we do the, the golf school that I'm a part of, we do a, um, like a mental game scorecard, that kind of thing yeah. where we do that too. you know, yeah. right. Like a percentage of your shots that you won or lost and, um, and that, you know, as a mental coach, when a player, I ask them, how'd you do this weekend? They go, well, I shot 81, 78. And, and I'm like, no, no, no. I, you know, how did you do like how, you know, what was your mental game score? What was, uh, how was your mentality? How was, how did you react to the bad and the good? Mm-hmm. Um, we have a little and that, sheet that we check off all these different boxes, like self-talk, okay. you know, self-awareness, what all that may be. And I find it kind of useful and also find it sometimes kids just like, they kind of know what the answer is supposed to be because like, yeah, hey, coach determines my playing time. So like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So right. it's like, so unless yeah. they have a lot of ownership and hmm. are willing to be honest, sometimes I, I'm not saying they falsely fill it out, but sometimes it's like, yeah, you know, you're not really like, there's like, Hey, listen, dude, I know you didn't have those thoughts there. Like <laughs> there's no, what you know what I mean? And I know your self talk yeah. sucks because I listen right. I and mean, I hear it and the other guys on the team tell me. So, you know, so I think that those yeah. are good, you know, at least in the college role is a little different maybe, mm-hmm. but like, I just know that sometimes those aren't maybe a hundred percent accurate. And I, you know, I think one yeah. thing you may find cool is we're doing some, we're getting ready to embark on some like, and getting more into that personality test driven market, yeah. um, where you analyze guys' personalities and, you know, you can find out a lot about like how to coach them. Like, Hey, some guys are attention spans Mm. like 15 minutes and you got to do something else or other guys are like you know they have this this and this going on you got to be able to so you have to almost learn how to coach them a little bit differently yeah and that's probably been the uh 
probably like you said, the biggest, well, I don't know if you said this, but there's been huge evolutions over the last couple of decades in, uh, in the way coaching is. And probably one of the biggest ones is per individual coaching. And you see that in, in the classroom where, you know, it's smaller classes, you know, more specialized teaching and, that's probably the next evolution. And it sounds like it is for you guys where, okay, this player, this guy, he, he learns this way and this guy learns completely different. So why would we talk yeah. to them both at the same way? Um, and that, you know, luckily I work on a one-on-one basis. I, I don't have the burden of working with 12 guys, know, eight guys. <laughs> once. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's, I can't even imagine the difficulty the of that. Cause yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get guys to open up. You have to, you have to spend oh, yeah. a lot of one-on-one time with them. Otherwise, I mean, they're just going to, they're not going to say a word in front of it, especially at that right. age. They're not going to say a word in front of somebody else. They don't want right. to show weakness, you know? Yeah. So Yeah. And they don't, they definitely don't want to look weak to you. Like you said, playing time. I mean, it's like, uh, it's like you're their boss and they're trying to perform for a, you know, performance review and, yeah. and that you're not interested in that. You're, um, I don't know. I don't know how to get players to not comply. That's too harsh. But like, listen, this I'm if you're honest, you can get better. If you're dishonest, you're going to stay right where you are. If you're you know, if you're not willing to really look at your look hard at yourself, then we're never going to get anywhere. So I don't I don't know how to, you know, that's a hard part. If you're figure it out, let me know. Call me. (laughs) (laughs) I can make a lot of money if I figure that out. That's right. Yes, you could. But you're right, well, though. Co- I, mean, yeah. coaching, I mean, 10 years ago, I wouldn't uh, Yeah. I didn't do hardly any of this, this stuff I do now. Right. Yeah, it's, it's changed a lot. It's, it's, we use a guy, we've, the last couple of years, we've been using a guy named John Gordon. Hmm. Um, he's an author. He's written probably 15 or 16 books. Um, oh, wow. They're really good reads if you ever have an interest in reading some stuff. But he's really helped. He, he's more of like a kind of a smaller version of Anthony Robbins type thing. Oh, nice. Um, okay. He's really helped yeah. us with culture and, and and really kind of changed some of the way I think about certain things. And, and when dealing mm-hmm. with a team in a team setting and, and um, so he, he's been, he's been instrumental as far as helping me just improve as a coach. And it has nothing to do with physical, trying to get club face right. and club playing and all that stuff. You know, <laughs> right. It's more about, more about trying to get everybody to buy in and be connected and be committed yeah. and, and, you know, trying to be a team versus you right. know, being individuals because it's hard in golf. It's an individual sport, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's a whole, you know, in addition to the 12 people that you have to work on at the same time, you have to, uh, you have to get individuals that have only played as a solo golfer for their whole life. Now you got to be part of a team. That's and correct. That you, you have a much harder job than anyone that isn't in a college coaching uh, environment. So I, you know, hats off to you for how well you do it. Yeah, um, we're trying. We're not perfect, but we're trying. But I appreciate that, though. Yeah. So is the John Gordon guy, Is he? does he talk to the whole team, or is he just yeah, coaching staff? Yeah, he came staff? in last year. We've done um, – he's met with the whole team. Um, hmm. he's, he's good. He works with, you know, a lot of uh, Major League Baseball and NBA teams. He works with Clemson football and hmm. um, some NFL teams. So, yeah, look him up on Google him. Hmm. Um, okay. It's, it's J-O-N. Um, oh, right. his yeah. first name and he's got some really good reads they're easy reads okay. um, and it might be good for some of your students to kind of read because a lot of it's about commitment and you know positivity yeah. personal growth you know it's it's a lot of yeah. the same stuff that gets overused right um, <laughs> yeah 
but it, it is good because it tells stories too. Like, hey, this is what, you know the CEO of this company, or it could be you know Atlanta Falcons head coach. We worked on this with their team, and all of a sudden they become more connected. And huh. you know, because a certain once you get to a certain level, like you have the ability. Yeah. And then it just comes down to your thought processes and your, right. your self belief. You know. So, yeah. So anyway, well, well, I appreciate your time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Coach, and uh, thank you for being generous with your time as well. And yeah, good luck with the with next semester and the rest of the years to come. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mental Golf Show. If you liked it, I'd love it if you subscribed. And if you want some more, you can go to joshnicholsgolf.com. Or I would love to get in touch with you. Just send me a text, 336-399-1825. All right, catch you next time.